and welcome to Down with the Browns. And welcome back to another episode of Down with the Browns. You're here with your host, Christian and Manny. And we got some important things to talk about today. Man, it is. It, there is a lot of news in the NFL. There are. There's a lot of news going on. We're going to oh. talk about it all for sure. Oh yeah. And uh, just to get it started, let's just talk about our boy David Njoku getting the franchise tag. Yes, the chief, the chief. Oh man, I'm so I'm so excited uh, for him. I'm not sure exactly what him and his camp uh, are thinking about this franchise tag because I know that there's still a lot of money coming in. Obviously, for franchise tags, you're making uh, the average of um, the top five players at your position. So he's going to be paid a pretty penny. And I think mm-hmm. that I, I know that he probably would like the consistency or like to be here and, and know um exactly how long he's going to be in Cleveland for and wants the longevity. But honestly, the franchise tag, I'm so excited to have the chief back. He's a big part of our offense. He's explosive. Uh, you know, he's well, he like he's well liked within Cleveland. And I truly believe that he loves Cleveland NFL, uh, Instagram, NFL's Instagram showed him some love. Just, you know, you know, you're a pretty big part of the offense when they're giving you your whole own post saying that you've been franchise tagged and things like that. So I know a lot of other teams were having his eye on him and trying to see if he would hit the market. But great move. Uh, this was a huge win for uh, the Cleveland Browns, uh, bringing him back and uh, just trying to figure out where he fits in this offense moving forward, uh, depending on what we're going to do with uh, the tight end room for sure. What are yeah. your thoughts? And, you know, I really like Najoku. I'm glad he's going to be on the Browns next year. Um, from what I have saw and heard, they're trying to get a long-term deal kind of hashed out. And I think the franchise tag was a was a smart move because it gets David Najoku and his camp kind of feeling like, okay, they actually want me around. They mm-hmm. like us here. So, mm-hmm. um, And the rumor right now is he's going to get paid in this next deal. Like, it's going to be double digits a year. Yeah. which is kind of expected. Yeah. Um, one thing I didn't expect news-wise uh, after the franchise tag was I kind of expected them to like kind of be sending Austin Hooper on his way out. I kind of yeah. figured that, but they kind of came out in the middle of the night and they're like, no, we're keeping Austin Hooper. He's going to be around uh, <laughs> because the news came out on Austin Hooper that if he's cut on January or January on June 1st, um, that the Browns will save $9.5 million yes. a year. Yes. And so, I mean, I was like, okay, yeah, that's that's a smart move. Just kind of give the money from Hooper to Najoku, and yes. we'll ride it out with Harrison Bright and him and whoever we get in the draft. But it looks like we're going to be riding it out with Najoku, Harrison Bright, and Austin Hooper. Yes, so. yes. And, and, and that report uh, came from I, – I know it uh, came from uh, – Jeremy Fowler from ESPN it said, quote, uh, Brown's plan is to keep Austin Hooper along with David Njoku, despite Njoku's franchise tag of $10.9 Hooper is due $9.5 in salary in the third uh, year of his fourth four-year deal. Uh, that was per Jeremy Fowler, ESPN. But honestly, you know, again, like I've said multiple times on uh, Down the Browns podcast, I, I trust Andrew Barry. I, I really, I love seeing him work through a lot of 
uh, the, the, the chaos that comes with the off season. And he's a very intelligent individual. So it's one of those things that I'm not sure if they're using, uh, they're going to use Austin Hooper's contract as sort of a potential uh, trade bait later on. Are they bringing him to potentially trade him? And then if you trade him, are you looking into the uh, tight end draft market? I know that there are a few tight ends uh, in the draft that a lot of individuals do uh, certainly like. Uh, there's Isaiah Likely, 6'4", uh, 240 from Coastal Carolina, or there's a uh, Jeremy Rutgert, uh, 6'5", 250 from Ohio State University. Obviously, he's very familiar with uh, the state of Ohio uh, and its weather. So I think there's a, a lot of a lot of a lot of tight ends uh, in the draft that you could potentially get if you wanted to move on from Austin Hooper. So, it, but it's it, it's interesting for the time being. Uh, a lot of people think that it's a smokescreen, but however, yeah. the facts still lie that Austin Hooper is still here and the Browns plan on keeping him, uh, so to speak, uh, for the, yeah. for the time being. I think that, um, I think they'll try to restructure that deal a little bit, uh, moving forward. Cause I mean, he's not lived up to the contract. Cause I yes. mean, it's just top five yes. contract in the NFL. Yes. Absolutely. Uh, so I believe they'll try to restructure that a little bit, cut it yeah. down. I'd say they'll cut it down from, cause I mean, I think he's due 12 million, Total yes. this year, yes. So I think they'll try to cut it down to like seven, seven, eight. Keep keep a couple millions off the books. Yeah. So I, I, would you? Would you? How do you feel? Would you feel a little more comfortable? I know a lot of fans do not like to see uh, Austin Hooper in a Browns jersey for the amount of money he's making. Um, some in general, regardless of the. Uh, the financial aspect, but would it make you feel a little bit more comfortable to know uh, that he is coming back on a, a lower contract? Because uh, if, they, if they do restructure and lower that contract number, because I know that, uh, you know, in the 16 games he's played in 2020, um, he has had 38 receptions second on the team uh, behind Jarvis Landry, you know, there's 61 targets uh, behind, you know Jarvis Landry, but at the same time he is still fourth in yards uh, behind DPJ yeah. Landry and Joku. So it's like, would you like to see him come back on a smaller contract or not at all? So it felt like in 2020, the year we made the playoffs, it felt like Austin Hooper was like becoming that dude. He was becoming tight end one, like like solidified it. Like there's no doubt he was being that guy. Right down the stretch, going into the playoffs, which he had really big catches in the playoff game um, against Pittsburgh and then against the Chiefs. Like, I mean, there were some big plays Austin Hooper had, and we just all kind of expected Austin Hooper to have that same impact this year, and it yeah. just never happened. It felt like yeah. he um, digressed yeah. in uh, his style of play, and he was dropping a lot more, falling, and... It just kind of felt like he was going to be gone. Like the later in the season, it was like, okay, this guy's not going to be here next year. David yeah. Njoku is going to be tied in one next year. And it's, yeah. But, you know, at the end of the day, if Andrew Barry says that's the guy he wants to keep on the team, then, heck, let's ride. Yeah, let's, let, let's do it. I mean, I, 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 I'm, again, I have full faith in Andrew Barry and his, uh, you know, situational awareness when it comes to players on his team. And so, 
if 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 if, if he sees something for Hooper there, uh, mm-hmm. that's great. I don't know if you even want to change his contract into incentive based and you know just not make it comfortable. But the, at the end of the day, we all can agree it's sort of the same exact thing. There's this consensus throughout Cleveland Browns fans, just like Jarvis Landry, that uh, Hooper is not worth the money. You know, it, it's, yeah. it's either you restructure and come back. And I think obviously Hooper is more likely to restructure because I don't know if he wants to exactly test the market uh, willingly because of the season he's had um, the drop off in stats. So he won't be uh, exactly worth what he was once was worth, but uh, yeah, but I mean, his, his stats for, I said for 2020 season, I meant for 2021. So that was last year's season. That was yeah. stats for that. So. Yeah, yeah, and you know, just like for next year, I'm I'm glad we're keeping we're kind of keeping a consistent offense. We do definitely need to make some upgrades, but you know, franchise tagging and yeah. keeping both our tight ends under contract for next year, it's just kind of a continuation. And speaking of tags, we have placed a tender on three. Well, the Browns have placed a tender. We didn't do anything. Yeah, uh, <laughs> the Browns have uh, tendered. Three players on the roster, and that being wide receiver Jamarcus Bradley, uh, inside offensive line Michael Dunn, and inside offensive line Blake Hintz. Yes, and, yes. And so how do you feel about them three players getting tendered for the 2022 season? So obviously Michael Dunn and Blake Hintz, uh, offensive linemen, they, they came in and helped out uh, when we were getting really thin and there was a lot of injuries on the line, especially to Jed. And Hubbard, uh, his injuries, they kind of helped out in that aspect. And I, you know, I like what I saw to Blank Hans. He did the best he possibly could. There were some, there was obviously, uh, he's a valuable lineman that I like to have in my back pocket. And the way that I saw that if he do some his some of his footwork throughout the games, I did. I was impressed. Obviously, I would not want him out there as my starter, but he did hold his own when he was out there, and his number was called. Uh, so bringing him back, I, I I do I do like that a lot. Uh, same as for for Dunn, uh, not as much though. But uh, I, I Blake Hans, I'm very uh, high on. Uh, Jamarcus Bradley is you know the wide receiver. He's six foot one ninety eight. I, I he he's played in five games last season and uh, had four receptions on his four targets. So I think in my opinion, like I would like to see him do a little bit more. I don't know if there's wiggle room for next season, because obviously wide receiver room is going to be something that we pay attention to. So I don't know how much, how many reps he's going to get, but I do believe he's going to be battling it out with, Anthony Schwartz, who I believe is going to be coming back better, uh, much better. But I don't. I, I I see why we kept him, just because. Okay, we want to keep some familiarity familiarity in the locker room, and not have a completely new wide receiver corpse just going out there. Baker's not familiar with anybody, so you know, Jamarcus Badley, twenty five years old. So I, I I you know he's a younger guy, but I like the 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 tenders, and I. I I don't have any problem with the guys that uh, that that AB is bringing back. I'm curious as to who he's bringing in for sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know, I'm, I'm glad we're keeping some depth at the interior uh, offensive line. I do not want to see Blake Hintz ever playing a tackle position again. Yeah. Um, I mean, he did he did all right when he did when he's out there, but I want to see Hudson progress as a backup. Yes. Um, tackle, and then I want to see 
some more depth acquired at the tackle position as well. Yeah. Um, which, I mean, uh, Dunn and Hens, they're both smaller guys. So they're guards. So, I mean, when they were in the guard position, they did well. Yeah. Like, I mean, yeah, the playoff yeah. game, Joe Latonio yeah. got COVID. Michael Dunn had to hop in there. Did great. <laughs> Yes. And then he goes down, and then a guy named Blake that uh, Baker Mayfield had just said hello to right before the game goes in and just hosses it the rest of the games, yeah. and yeah. then we get our first playoff win since, like, whatever year it was before I was born. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so. Yeah, it's, it's definitely – it is definitely, you know, a good sign to see some of those guys back and try to give them another year to improve and um, raise their, their – their draft market for sure. I mean, their 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 value. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. And um, speaking of like tenders and stuff, we decided or we didn't decide anything. The Browns decided yeah. uh, not to tender Andy Janovich, our uh, the Browns fullback. And how do you feel about that? So you know, I I, I obviously in a league where the fullback position. Um, is becoming extinct. The Browns heavily utilized it more than other teams for sure. And I, I'm looking at some of the stats for Andy Janovich, you know, played in 13 games last season, you know, had 12, like two attempts. One, one was for a touchdown for one yard. And it's like, you know, you don't even, I, I don't know. I think I think they're trying to make some more room. Let him test the market. See if he comes. You know, it, it, see if they can work something out. If they really like him or not. Mm-hmm. I don't know what this means for Johnny Stanton. I so I, it's one of those things. Like, did they really like? Did they see something they liked in Stanton? It's like, hey, you want? Do you want to have him come back? So it's it's I. I, I understand where they are going with this situation and where they're going with 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 Janovich. I personally liked him, mm-hmm. but I loved his toughness, his run blocking prowess. So, but I but if if the Browns and AB again, this is another situation where it's you know it's not as much as a head a head scratcher as the Hooper situation is because that one I just don't understand what's going on there. Although I have a hunch, if I can guess and put something together, it's that he's going to be traded. But but with Andy Janovich, I mean, I kind of understand this one a little bit more than uh, uh, anything else that has happened. Yeah, and I totally agree there. Um... I think that uh, Johnny Stanton's going to be your next fullback next year. Yeah. And if yeah. he's not, I believe they go through not the draft, but yeah. I think it'll be a rookie free agent top deal. Yeah. They'll pick up somebody like that. So I I think that Johnny Stanton will definitely be on the team next year. I think so too. I yeah, think so I th- too. I think they're really impressed with him when he did start and he had the chances. Yeah. So, yeah. And yeah, it's yeah. awesome to see him because he's a guy you really didn't hear about him. He's been like floating around practice squads. And then he was on the Browns practice squad for a while. I mean, he was technically the first player that the that the Andrew Barry, Kevin Stefanski regime picked up. Mm-hmm. So. And, and, and so he is he's younger than Andy Janovich. I mean, just by a year, but he is younger. Uh-huh. You know, he's a, he's a bigger guy than Andy Janovich is, you know, but by one or two inches, but six two still. But I think I think 
I could understand and put the pieces together as to why they're more comfortable with Johnny Stanton than they are with Andy Janovich. And then all obviously seeing the season that Dearness Johnson had, I don't know if you, it's really, it's really purposeful to have two fullbacks then at this point now, three, yeah. like, like, you know what I mean? <laughs> you can hand the ball off to uh, three running backs. So it's like, okay, I know we're her run first team, but my goodness, we probably don't need to be paying Andy Janovich, Johnny Stanton, and, you know, trying to look what we could do with Dearness Johnson. So I'm sure yeah. that they're doing some uh, uh, financial wizardry uh, and just trying to see where they can pull money from one person and shovel it off to another person. So it's going to be interesting to see. Uh, once again, this is another situation that's going to be interesting to see moving forward, uh, how it plays out. And we'll look back to this moment and say, hey, that was the move. And this is why it was made. Yeah, and I, I believe that the Browns are taking a bet and uh, on Johnny Stanton being that guy next year. Yeah. And speaking yeah. of bets, um, <laughs> there is a, uh, <laughs> a situation that, that came <laughs> that came out yesterday yes. about Calvin Ridley, and apparently he was <laughs> betting and did a parlay. And according to Calvin Ridley via Twitter, it was a $1,500 parlay, which ended out costing him $11 million. Wow. <laughs> Arguably wow. the worst sports bet odds I've ever heard of in my life. <laughs> yes, yes. And so uh, the NFL released a statement on Monday <laughs> announcing his <laughs> suspension. This is uh, <laughs> via uh, Michael Rothstein of ESPN Staff Writer. So the NFL released a statement Monday announcing his suspension saying Ridley gambled on games uh, over a five-day stretch in November 2021 when he was on the non-football injury list to address his mental health. So obviously... You know, I don't <laughs> again. So I know he was betting. So a uh, rumor has it he was betting on the Falcons to win, mm -hmm. right? And uh, a lot of ex players, a lot of current players, uh, a lot of analysts on TV are saying, hey, well, if you're, you know, if there's one thing that you're the NFL should allow, it's if you're going to bet, right, you should be betting on your team to win. You know what I mean? Yeah. The only thing you're not going to, if you're betting on your team to win, the only thing you're going to do is try and win harder, right? Because, mm -hmm. you know, you bet on your team. Uh, but obviously, it's a dicey situation, so they're not going to get into that because it's still, they have they have deals and things like that going on, especially when betting is becoming more legal in more states. So, yeah. But it, it's, but hey, man, Calvin, I, you know, I'm sure there's a lot of players in the NFL who bet on, 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 on the NFL uh, fantasy or FanDuel, whatever the case may be, but they probably put it in a way where it's untraceable back to them, but it's yeah. like, they probably get somebody to do the betting for them. Ex exactly. 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 And, and you know that that happens a lot because sometimes it's just like, you know, they have all this money. They're probably like, Hey, to their friend, Hey, how about you, you know, in your name, put this out there, whatever the case may be, but man, oh man, to lose a, a to bet 1500 on your team and to be caught, like just to cost the whole season. I don't know. I, to me, when I saw the, suspension hand down you know i've seen a lot of people talk about it was extremely harsh compared to obviously other other horrible and uh, uh egregious offenses that other nfl players uh commit and seeing their penalty compared to what this is you know what i mean you've seen mm -hmm. uh vontas perfect be you know 
suspended a whole year for hard hitting. You know what I mean? It's just like, it's like, okay, we understand what's going on, but at the same time, if you're going to suspend someone for hitting someone really hard and suspend someone for betting for a whole year or for a whole season, it's like, okay, well then what is the repercussions for other things, you know, compared to a situation like this? So I think that if I was listening, I was listening to get up this morning. I I don't know if I heard this correctly or if I just kind of construed this in my head, but if I'm not mistaken, they were talking about that situation and then they said that that's actually in the like in the contracts that you're not supposed to be betting, like you're not legally allowed to bet on the NFL as long as you're playing for a team. You're not allowed to bet on a team or the team you're playing for. So I think that's kind of why, and I think they're gonna tr- they're trying to make him the face of like you don't need to be betting. You don't betting. need to be betting. Yeah. And I'm and 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 it's a shame that the hammer is coming down on the situation because I understand why they're doing it to set the precedent and set the tone and saying this yeah. is not. Yeah, it's not acceptable because if that gets out, they're gonna go. Oh, so sports betting is gonna take a knock if that comes out that a lot of people are doing this and they're gonna be like, oh, so it's insider trading. So then it gets into bigger legal allegations. Because they're causing their team to lose when they're betting, da da da. They're shaving points, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So it hurts the sport. It hurts sports betting. Mm-hmm. So I mean, it's just it's a it's a complicated situation. But they're going to make Calvin really the face of that. Yeah, going to try to point out, okay, if you sport if you do sports betting while you're on the team and you bet on your team, no matter if it's to win or lose, you're you're done. Like. Because, I mean, it. I think you're, it says, like, if you get caught, it's banishment. Like, you could get, get banished from the league, never play oh, wow. again, oh, and wow. banished from sports betting. Oh, wow. So, it's, you know, and I have, I have a side question for you. Do you think that there's a chance that they, as we get closer to the season, that they uh, lessen or lighten up the penalty that was handled, handed down because of everything that's going on and kind of the backlash that it's getting. Um, yeah. Do you believe that that the NFL will be will lighten up on it, or do you think and say, "Hey, we handed it down, and it's more of a warning sign"? But then once we get closer to the season, we'll make it eight games. Do you think that that's possible, or do you think that they're going to stick to their guns in the situation and not budge? They may, they may lighten it up. But I think that they're still gonna try to make him just kind of the symbol of that. Be like, you're you're not supposed to do this, don't do that. All so, I think the hammer's already thrown down. I think they're gonna keep it down. They could lighten it up. You never know with Roger Goodell. Um, but you know, I mean, he probably knew not to do that. Mm-hmm. that that's that's kind of a known thing. Like you don't need to be sports betting mm-hmm. on your own team. But you know, I think that. I don't know if you're allowed to bet on other teams or if you're even like, I don't know the full thing. Like, I believe that's what they were saying on get up earlier yeah. today. It was like, you're, you're not supposed to be betting at all for NFL games. Like you can bet on like NBA, MLB, whatever other sport you want to bet on. Um, but I mean, I think that you should be allowed to bet on the games, yeah. but just not on your team. If that makes yes, sense. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I think, I think that if you wanted to bet, like, uh, I, I certainly think 
that I think, it, and I and I believe it was, uh, and I believe it was, um, uh, I think it was Emmanuel Ochoa that I that I saw that from from uh, Fox Sports um, uh, for the uh, the Wiley uh, Marcellus Wiley show with him, and so I think he was saying sort of the same thing where it's like, okay, well, if you're allowed to bet, you can bet either on other teams because it has nothing to do with you, or um, or you should be allowed to if you want to bet on your team. You can only bet for them to win, but then you know it's it's like it gets really really dicey. You know, it gets really really dicey because what does yeah. the future of that look like? And I know a lot of people are saying, "Hey, if we're betting on the product, we don't want the product also betting on itself, right?" You know, because yeah. that can get, that that even it doesn't matter what you're you know what you're doing. You know, it's 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 still you know it's still it's still weird you know what i mean it's like it's like you know you're at a horse race and you're betting on the horses and all of a sudden the horses are betting against horses and it's like you know what i mean like it's yeah. like it's like it's it gets weird it gets weird or you know so i think i think uh you know hey I, it's it's a it's a really it's a really sticky situation and it's unfortunate that it had to be thrown down like this and that it's unfor- i'm not sure exactly how calvin ridley was caught but i know i I don't know for a fact. I don't know, but I would assume that other players are doing the same thing as well. So from what I heard, he actually listed his account under his personal email. No. And that's how he got caught. No way. Yeah. That'll do it. Yeah. That'll do it. That will do it. When you're betting, you probably need to be smarter. And if you did, if you did make bets and you betted on Russell Wilson to get traded to the Broncos... You are a very happy man today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, my goodness. Extremely, extremely happy. There is a guy that's coming into town who is named Russell Wilson from the Seattle Seahawks. Uh-huh. And so, uh, <laughs> I mean, it is kind of crazy to think about the AFC now. Uh, yep. You know, even if you want to look at the AFC West in a micro scale, like if you look at the AFC West on a micro scale, you have Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs, Justin Herbert and the Chargers, Derek Carr and the Raiders, and now you have Russell Wilson and the Broncos. And I think one thing a lot of people need to understand who wanted Russell Wilson and the Cleveland Browns and what have you, and they're going back to the rumors in 2018, 2018, four or five years ago, right? Like they're gonna have different, they're gonna have different kind of terms that back then than they were now. Obviously, Russell Wilson probably wanted to be in Cleveland at the time, but now there's a no trade clause, so he has to want yeah. to be in Cleveland. And it like, clearly, what this tells me is that he doesn't want to be in Cleveland in 2022 for whatever reason, right? So it's not so much the Browns dropping the ball or not giving up enough. He just doesn't want to be there, right? He just does not want to be there. And honestly, he's on a one uh, one year kind of dear loan loan unless he restructures um, or signs an extension that he if he comes to Cleveland if he came to Cleveland he would be gone the next year after because he doesn't want to be here so um, uh, but with the Broncos there's a lot going on to unpack and I know it sounds very scary at first um, you you have to believe that the Broncos are going to build around Russell Wilson in the future. You have to believe that that's the case. But I've been reading into one. I've been reading into their roster, and I've also been trying to do some research and follow some of the fan bases that's going around around Denver. And they are happy. Do not get me wrong. That is excited. Mm-hmm. They they are excited beyond all belief. But a lot of 
fans are true and honest in saying that there's a lot more work to be done. He's a gigantic piece. Quarterback is the most position, most important position in all of sports. Mm-hmm. And you have that solidified now. The problem is you got to get a lot of other things done, right? You have a, you ha- you have Jerry Judy and you have Cameron Sunday. That's great. But, you know, Javante Williams is a great running back, but are you going to bring in another running back? Because uh, you, you want to make sure that that is running back room is solidified. Uh, so defensively, is Von Miller coming back? Like, you know, he was saying stuff on his Instagram yeah. page. Like, it's it, 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 there's a lot of still things to figure out um, for the Denver Broncos because that division is they're going to be beating each other up every single game. Like, I truly believe that any matchup within that division um, could be a potential. Monday night football, Sunday night football game. I mean, you know what I mean? You uh, Just because of the pure talent that's on both sides, Raiders, maybe not so much, but really, really, you look at, you know, yeah. you look at the Chargers, Broncos or Broncos, Chiefs, or whatever the case may be. It's 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 star-studded, and uh, if they have Russ there for a couple more years, they're going to make some noise. Um, so it's going to be concerning, but right now, as presently constructed, I'm not as scared as I was when the news broke. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I've I've kind of thought about it, and you know, it's that's a really tough division, and some teams aren't going to make it. Like they yeah. just there yeah. could be two that come out of that division. There could be one. Like you just don't know how it all equals yes. out. And yes. I'm glad that we played the AFC West this past season and not next year. Oh my goodness! Uh, <laughs> absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. Because, which you never know, like. You may get MVP Russ, yes, in Denver, but you may get last year Russ, where mm-hmm. he wouldn't. I know he was injured most of the yeah, year last that, year. That, that, yeah, I mean that plays yep. a big part, as we know, about injured quarterbacks. Um, yeah, <laughs> very well, uh, we know, we understand. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and looking at that trade, the Seahawks got a pretty good haul in return for Russell. They yeah. got two first round picks, which is the ninth pick this year. Um, two second round picks. A fifth round pick, Drew Locke, Shelby Harris, and I believe Noah Fant. Yes, Noah Fant is a name that sticks out to me. The name that sticks out to me. Yeah. Um, obviously, Drew Locke uh, is probably they're going to make him like a backup quarterback, or um, who knows what they're going to do with Drew they Locke. They may ride out with him. Um, yeah. I believe they get their first round pick next year because, yeah. which if they hadn't traded for Jamal Adams, they would have the ninth. And the tenth pick this year. Yeah, which is which is insane. Which is insane if you think about how everything yeah. turns full circle. And you know, and honestly, the way Seahaw- the Seahawks are looking, man, that looks like that looks like a like a NFL teams are probably looking at that team like a kid in a candy store because they're like, what can I pick? Who can I yeah. get? Can I get DK? Can I get Tyler Lockett? Can I get Jamal Adams? Can I squeeze Jamal Adams off your hands? Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's like I, I personally think that it's pretty much up for grabs. I I would say, I don't, I think they probably looked at the situation, the Seahawks and probably said, you know, the 49ers are still going to be the 49ers. Trey Lance is, is looking comparable. And, um, you know, I feel like they are uh, 49ers still going to be in place. Obviously you have this, uh, I almost said St. Louis Rams. Wow. They have the LA Rams still doing their thing and the Cardinals, Obviously, uh, you know, hopefully there's no too much. Well, we have to watch and see if there's bad blood with Kyler Murray, but mm-hmm. D-Hop was out for a while, so they're going to get D-Hop back next year. And so it's it, it's the Seahawks probably said, you know what, 
hey, let's take what we can get. We gave a lot for Jamal Adams. We tried to make it work. We tried to do this all over again, but it didn't. It was, you know, we haven't recovered from not running the ball with Marshawn Lynch in the Super Bowl. So let's just end all of this and try to start all over with uh, accumulating picks. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I think that it's going to be an interesting tactic. And it's 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 one of those things to to definitely look out for. So I've uh, I've been seeing some speculation on Twitter. Mm -hmm. It wasn't DK that they're talking about, but I would love DK Metcalf in Cleveland. Yes. Metcalfs belong in Cleveland. Let's just get that out there. Yes, yes, they do. Yes, they do. But I, uh, yeah. I can't remember who reported it, but I want to say it was Evan Massey. Yeah. Uh, he said that uh, they're starting to take offers on Tyler Lockett and that they're open for business. Yes, yes. And that- he is a very big, he's, he's pretty good. I like I like Tyler Lockett a lot. I you know you 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 start to in situations like this, right? Very rarely when a star quarterback leaves, um, you start to question the remaining pieces that are left behind. This kind of happened with 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 Brady when he left New England. The mm-hmm. remaining pieces that are left behind, you kind of a lot of people want to jump at them and say, "Oh my gosh, like they don't have a quarterback anymore." Of course, they don't want to be there. And Tyler Lockett is somebody that I really want. Obviously, number one was DK Metcalf, or mm-hmm. is DK Metcalf, still is. I'm not even going to make it sound like he's not anymore because he still is. Tyler Lockett is a close second. But then I start to ask myself, okay, you, you have to play this game that I, I'm notorious on this show for doing. Was it you? <laughs> mm-hmm. Or was it your system and who you were around and who your quarterback was? Mm-hmm. Because Russell Wilson, despite the stats that he had last year, is not a scrub quarterback. Oh yeah, and he's a very good quarterback. And so it's like, okay, we saw Doug Baldwin become you know a stud when he got to Seattle because of uh, Russell Wilson. So it's like, I like Tyler Lockett a lot. You know, um, he is twenty nine. He's five ten, one eighty two. Um, so he's a smaller guy, a little bit older. But depending on for the right price, <laughs> you know what yeah, I mean. If we get, yeah. Depending on the right price, honestly, I really would not. I really would not knock it. What do you think? Yeah, if we can, I wouldn't want to give like a, a second or a third. Like, I, I don't know if I'd want to give a fourth for him. If you could get him for like a fifth, because going back, if you look at the Jarvis Landry trade, we got him for a fourth and a seventh. Yes, yes. And he's been yes. our he's been our best receiver for the past three seasons, four seasons. Yes. Yeah. So, you know, if we can get him for like a fifth, a sixth, maybe a whatever, or heck, they may even release him. You just never know. Yes. Um but I think they're in that Sashi Brown uh, mode right now where they're just trying to acquire as many draft picks as humanly possible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it, it, it's, it, it is definitely it's definitely something to look out for for next year because you know he's they're going to like unload and, and, and collect picks and collect picks. And it's a smart thing to do. You know what I mean? Let it ride out. Obviously, the L.A. Rams are going to flatline sooner than later. I mean, yeah. it's probably not going to be next year, but the year after that, once those contracts and they have no more picks, like they, they're going to have to let a lot of star players go to, I mean, to have some kind of picks and the latter half of the 2020s. So it's like, you know, if you want to be somewhat, uh, you're an LA team because, you know, is it, uh, the, the chargers might just take over that city if you just, you know, like let everything go. So uh, for sure, for sure. 
they're they're stacking up the picks over there in Seattle. Yeah, and it's the writing was on the wall last year. It kind of felt like Russell, like the last home game he played. It kind of felt like it was like a he was saying goodbye without saying goodbye. Yeah, and you know it was it felt like it was gonna be a fire sale after that. You just I didn't know that he was he'd be in Denver. I kind of I had this feeling he was gonna end up in Vegas mm-hmm. for some reason, but I guess their new regime. Wanted to rock with Derek Carr. Yeah. And now Russ is a Bronco. Um, but, you know, if if we can piggyback off that fire sale they're doing out there, if they're going to do a fire sale, kind of revamp the whole team, um, if you can pick, if you can get DK. Yeah. I mean, oh, yeah. I, I don't know what I, what it would take to get a DK Metcalf. Um, he's still in his rookie deal. He showed that he can be your number one receiver. Yes, it's you know I, I really like DK when he was in the draft coming out of Ole Miss. I was really big on him until we traded the pick for OBJ. Um, so you you know you just you don't know how it's going to end up. We may just acquire one through free agency or via draft or mm-hmm. via trade. Like you just don't know. Just hopefully you, you it re- plays out. Yeah, you really don't know, and I I I, I truly trust. Uh, once again, how many times am I going to say I trust Andrew Barry? But really, these situations you <laughs> yeah. have to because it's like I, I listen. If there's a call that I can make right now, it'd be DK Metcalf. I want a six four wide receiver who's proven himself. Oh, yeah. You know, I, I I really I really like that a guy who can play in some of the the, the colder weather. I know cold, Seattle's a little bit rainy and, and and cold there, so he know he knows exactly how to handle himself as a, a big body wide receiver and he's shown that he can get a separation. I know that um, he's in a boot as of like two or three weeks ago, but he said he's going to be fully recovered in about a month. So about um, two weeks from now or a week from now, he'll be fine. And it's, yeah. it, it's, it's something that I'm, I'm really excited for. And I wouldn't be surprised to see the Browns make a big splash uh, very shortly because there's just like, you have yeah, to, you really yeah, have to. It has that feeling like, I've got that same kind of mood. I know Andrew Barry is not John Dorsey, yep. but it has that same kind of vibe it did like right around when Dorsey made the trade for uh, OPJ. Like yes. the writing's there and you're just waiting to hear some Browns news. Uh, it, I think it's going to be for a receiver. I think that'll be the big splash. But, uh, you know, there was a... Uh, you just hope to see the Browns name in the headline and hopefully yes, it benefits the yes, team. Yes. Today, there was also some big, there's other big news around the league that yep. uh, we thought was going to be the biggest news of the day. And then the rush trade happened. It was uh, Aaron, Aaron Rodgers signing a deal. Yes. I thought it was four years, 200 million. But yeah, according that was to, the report at first. <laughs> according to Pat McAfee, Yes. And sources close to him, <coughs> Aaron Rodgers. Um, yeah. <laughs> Aaron Rodgers himself. <laughs> yeah. Uh, saying that that's not the contract, but he will be back with the Packers for year 18. Uh, so how do you feel about that? Like, You know, I, I truly believe that as I've seen Aaron Rodgers' like, uh, career – progress lately it i'm i'm not entirely sure what his he it's like his personality has just said i don't care anymore right like it's like 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 i like i just don't care anymore and 
he has been playing and and and, and like puppet master kind of whatever hold on the Packers, just saying, I'm gonna leave, I'm not gonna leave, I'm gonna leave, I'm not mm-hmm. gonna leave. It's been a fun ride, posting to his story, the last dance, and and then uh, uh Devontae Adams posting the last dance as well. And it's like, you know, guys, what what on earth is going on in that situation? I'm sorry, if I was a Packers fan, I've seen, you know, obviously we have we have Browns fans who tweet out things like Tom Brady's going to be here, whatever the case may be. So I know that there are tinfoil hat fans everywhere in every, you know, organization, but there were some fans who were like, you know what? I don't even Packers fans that were saying, I don't even like Aaron Rodgers. You know, the stuff that he's put us through for the past couple of, couple of years, couple of seasons, it's like, you don't even like, we don't, we don't know what you're going to do at all. Any, every off season, it does. You, we don't know what you're going to do. And then when you make a big fuss, the playoffs happen and then you just don't win. Like it, like it's, it's, it's insane. You have home field advantage, mm-hmm. right? The weather was horrible. You're at home. So it's like, you know, it, it's one of those things where uh, I understand what fans are going through of the Packers. Um, but I just don't like a quarterback holding that team hostage saying, I'm going to go, I'm going to leave. I'm going to go, you know, so he's going to, he, He's going to be a little bit older as well if he signs. I don't. I want. I'm curious to see the contract amount. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's one thing I'm really con- uh, serious about. Like, uh, I I know it's was supposedly supposed to be four years, two hundred million, but I don't know if it's going to. When it comes back again, I don't know if it's going to be that much. I think that Aaron Rodgers didn't want that backlash because I think that he might want to take less so that he can get more players in. So it'll be interesting to see what happens with that situation. But to be honest with you, I really wasn't that surprised that he went back to green Bay. I just had that feeling, you know, I it just, it, w- it wasn't going to surprise me if he went to the Steelers. It, that would have been something that was like insane to me. That would have been right up there with Tom Brady leaving new England, you know? So it's something yeah. to watch out for. Yeah. And you know, it's it's been a roller coaster, as you said. It's like, yeah, I'm leaving, and then you kind of heard Devontae was leaving, and then he's like, well, I want to go where Devontae goes. And you're like, and Devontae's kind of been linked to the Raiders, and you're like, how's this all going to work out? And it's just because this kind of media whimsy, I guess, as you'd say, and he signed, it looks like he's getting locked up, and they franchise tag Devontae Adams. So it looks like everybody's kind of staying put on that end. Um, so I guess people can stop talking about Aaron Rodgers coming to Cleveland, Russell Wilson coming to Cleveland. It was never going to happen, but you yeah. know, we're, yeah. we're the Browns are going to stick with Baker. Um, yeah, but, but there's going to be one quarterback that's going to be in speculation until about Friday, uh, and that's Deshaun Watson. Yeah, because that court yeah. date's on Friday, and yes. hopefully. I mean, I hope he's. I hope he's innocent, just for his case. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I still don't see the Browns trading because for him, because you know it's going to be a haul. Yeah. It's going to be more than the Broncos gave up for Russell. <laughs> yes. 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 And, and and so I, you know, not to not to interrupt, but I I just you know with with everything coming out with Deshaun Watson and all this other stuff, it's like he's another person that he has to want to come to Cleveland, right? Mm-hmm. Like he has to, and and we kind of haven't heard any whispers besides fans of Cleveland Browns. You know, uh, we haven't heard any whispers that he really like audibly wants to be in Cleveland. But it is a quarterback who, with this, with with everything going on, 
is a quarterback that I am more open to. I had my back toward, but now I'm kind of looking back, like saying, uh, you know, if he's innocent of the, of, of these, you know, allegations that are that are that are thrown against him, I think uh-huh. I think it'd be something to really, really strongly consider. Yeah, right. Like it's it's something that you have to consider. Yeah. So, what do you think it would cost to give up for Deshaun Watson? For for some reason, the the Texans remind me of the Philadelphia 76ers when it came to Ben Simmons. It's kind of cross sports, but it's like you want so much mm-hmm. for this man that it's like I, I, we don't even want to even entertain business with you. You're, you're turning us off from the trade because of how much you supposedly want. Uh, but I think obviously you're going to have to give up uh, two or three firsts, right? Mm-hmm. I, I, I think that the Houston Texans want compensation back. Um, they understand that their window is going to be closed for a while and they want to prep once again for a new regime because they had all of those suds. They had the Hopkins, they had the JJ Watts, they had the Jadavion Clownies at once upon a time. So they want to build that up once again. Mm-hmm. Um, but they know that that window will probably open somewhere 2027, 2028, who knows? Uh, but they're going to want a lot of picks and they are probably, you're going to have to give them Baker Mayfield. Um, yeah. So that's going to be a, a, a given Baker Mayfield, Dearness Johnson. Uh, not that they need another quarterback that has, like that initials are DJ. Cause they have like literally three of them or two or three of them already, <laughs> David Johnson and Duke Johnson. But so you want to um, that you're definitely going to have to give up some of those pieces and uh, maybe a, a second round pick or maybe the third round composite group pick. Um, so third round comp pick. So it's going to be a lot. It's going to be a hefty amount that the Browns are going to have to give up. But if 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 Deshaun says like I want to play in Cleveland and he is cleared of all those cases, to be completely honest with you, if those two things happen, mm-hmm. like if we hear him say from his camp that he wants to be a Cleveland Brown, like or the Browns are one of his teams on the radar, yeah, I have <laughs> make it happen, make it happen. Yeah, I I just don't know if Barry would – it would have to be a good deal for the Browns, the Browns' future. I feel like Barry takes that into consideration too is the yeah. future of the Browns. Um, I know Deshaun's – he is a uh, – he's younger than Baker. Yes. Um, which we – the Browns did trade the pick to the Texans. Yes, To take Deshaun Watson. They did. So they did. It'd be like kind of coming full circle – yeah, uh, <laughs> uh, which Andrew Barry was actually on the staff that did make the trade back. Yes, yes. So, so but you know, it's it, one of those things. <laughs> if if he is cleared of all charges, and the process right, go for it. Um, you're getting, you're still getting a young quarterback. He signed under contract for a while. But he does have that no trade clause, so he would actually have. It would be kind of like the Russell situation. He would have to want to come to Cleveland. Yes, yes. Um, but the only thing that would, I think, that would be the problem is just the media behind everything. Oh my goodness! Um, yeah. Because oh, yeah. you're gonna have the the Big Ben jokes that have been how everybody's kind of accosted Big Ben for the last fifteen years. 15, yeah. 16 years. It'll, that'll be around the Deshaun Watson camp and Deshaun Watson. So, I mean, I hope he's I hope he's cleared of all those charges. I hope he didn't do all that stuff that's been rumored. 
Um, but mm. if the price is right, he wants to come to Cleveland. I mean, well, let's do it. I, I just don't see Barry hopping off of his word. I feel like he's kind of content with Baker. And just I'll, it would take a lot to get Deshaun, if that makes yeah. sense. Yeah, it, it, it does. And I think that it's one of those complexes that for me, it's like your next door neighbors, in a sense, are all getting new cars and, and having babies. And then there you are, with, yeah. you know, your cards paid off, like paid off, you know, but, it, but it's like, it's not as nice as everybody else's <laughs> and then everybody yeah. else is still getting new, nice cars. And it's like, man, oh man, like, you know, you know, they're, they're, you know, preparing for like an Armageddon, like, you know, no pun intended with the whole arm part, but like they're bringing in quarterbacks left and right. And yeah. it's like, it, it it is it makes you and you're you're looking at yourself and saying man i am a run first team right like mm-hmm. like 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 I, I just in today's nfl and now your conference just got harder much harder right mm-hmm. it's not your division so thank god that russell wilson didn't go to the steelers, steelers. <laughs> but uh i i still think that i still have high hopes for the browns you know in their position for uh the playoffs next year mm-hmm. um obviously looking forward moving forward we you know, Browns have to win that division because, you know, there was one point in the season for about two weeks. I think it was either last season in 2021 or 2020, where it looked like three AFC North teams can get in the playoffs, maybe even four at one point, yeah. you know, um, I think it was last season, but it, it's like, because it was so tight, you just had to have everybody win. So it's like uh, AFC West teams, you know, speaking of the Chargers, Raiders, uh, uh, Broncos and Chiefs, you know, Depending on if the AFC looks like it did this last year, uh, if it looks the same in the conference-wise and standings, you could have three of those teams, you know, be in the playoff chase, and it's just they're just taking up uh, room and and spots and wild card spots. So, you know, um, two teams will be taking a wild card spot. So, so honestly, the the Browns have to win their division yeah. next year um, and for the foreseeable future, and so. We're going to see how that works out for the Browns. And I, I, I you know, just one of those things that, that I, I just feel something in the water that's happening. It's going to happen. There's going to be a big thing that happens. And I hope uh, the Browns have to, are going to address the wide receiver room this week. Yeah. And, you know, I, I hope that there's something big for the Browns in a positive way because uh, yeah. we're so used to big things happening, but in a negative way. Yeah. Recent. Uh, <laughs> but, if Baker, if I just feel like we're gonna roll with Baker, I'm yeah. not gonna get my hopes up over Deshaun Watson. Kind of yeah. like the same way I wasn't gonna do it with Aaron Rodgers or Russell Wilson. Yeah. And they're obviously the more talented quarterback, but you know, it's just easier to keep Baker, in my opinion. Keep all your assets. Yes, and, oh, absolutely. You know, it's it's a week from free agency, so everything could be changed. This. By Monday, we could have big free agency, right? Wide receivers coming into Cleveland, and absolutely, uh, absolutely. And uh, you know, speaking of some uh, free agency wide receivers, well, we thought they were hitting free agency. Uh, Mike Williams got franchise tagged and re-signed to a three-year, sixty million dollar deal. Money, forty of it guaranteed. Money, yeah. money. He is a twenty million dollar wide receiver. And to be completely honest with you, I know we have talked about Mike Williams a lot on this show as a potential yep. free agency, free agent wide receiver. But for twenty million, 
four more million than Jarvis Landry uh-huh. to bring him in. I, when I saw that number, I was like, LA Chargers, you got it. <laughs> you got that <laughs> one, man. You, you got me there. You got to yeah. put your hands up and say, I, I mean, you know, to keep him there across side Keenan Allen, I think, and to have a bigger uh, target and Justin Herbert's used to him and, and Justin Herbert likes Mike yeah. Williams, you know, Mike Williams getting the money. He, he, I guess he deserves, but it's just, it was that, that to match that, that would have, you know, um, not, not necessarily that you had to match it per se, but yeah. if that's what he was asking for, right. Or uh, that's what they was negotiated. And that's the thing that you guys came to. And I know the Chargers have a lot of money to play with, but it's like mine. Goodness, you know, <laughs> Justin Herbert must have said, "Don't you dare let Mike Williams walk." Yeah. So you know, it's I don't know. I think that I I like Mike Williams a lot. I liked him a lot for the thirteen to fourteen million dollar a year range, um, yeah. a little less than Jarvis Landry, uh, and have him uh, obviously make it as incentive based with a couple a couple of million depending on what he reaches in his first years of Cleveland Brown, mm-hmm. but twenty million a year. Um, 40 million guaranteed i think it's that's that that's definitely uh a, a pretty penny for sure for sure yeah it you know i was i was actually thinking we'd have to pay him about 16 to 17 right if we were to get him right. um not the 20 not the 20 uh right not the 20. Not the <laughs> yeah and you know I'll, there's another receiver that got franchise tagged as well you know, Chris Goblin. So it looks like the free agency carousel of wide receivers is not going to be nearly as good as we all kind of thought it was going to be due to franchise tags. Um, but it it's kind of looking like Amari Cooper is going to get released so that yeah. Cowboys can kind of finagle some contracts out and get Michael Gallup back and yeah, sign all yeah. their free agents. Yeah. So um, there, there are, you know, I mean, uh, besides, besides Allen Robinson, I think Allen Robinson and Amari Cooper are really the, the big names that stand out to a lot of uh, fans yeah. right now. So as potential wide receivers, so. Which there's another guy I really like. Um, I think it kind of confirmed that he's going to hit free agency in the Jacksonville Jaguars franchise tagging their left tackle cam robinson yeah which means dj chark's probably going to hit free agency yeah um hopefully hopefully i'm a big fan of dj chark i want to see him in a cleveland brands uniform i see him as the six to eight million dollar a year type of receiver yeah Um, yeah get him three three to four years maybe three years 30 million with like incentives and like do like a guarantee like seven million a year or something like that um so that, that I, that's one receiver i really like and i've been I, high on him since yeah for sure and i i'm sure he's gonna have a lot to prove uh by coming off that injury last mm-hmm. season so i think i think that bringing in a guy like that will be and a young guy at that you know i mean so um, he's only 25 years old and i know that um you know, he's only made one million dollars uh, last one million one point one million dollars last season. So it's like bringing a guy in like that for a less expensive price, but a guy mm-hmm. that has been a name has been out there a lot mm-hmm. uh, would I, I think that that would be very you know that that'd be very beneficial. And even if you wanted to 
because obviously Christian Kirk is not even uh, an option anymore either. But yeah. if you wanted to see if you can bring in a Cole Beasley, um, you know, a veteran, a veteran presence. We talked about that last time on the pod. But um, uh, but DJ Shark is definitely somebody that I that I would like to get my hands on now, especially with everything going around, because you know, it, it, it's 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 my it, Cooper might call you uh, cost you a pretty penny. Yeah, and it, it DJ Shark just has an AB top signing on him like that's just how i feel yeah. like he's an ab yeah. signing like he's oh, yeah. good he's not flashy he's yeah. not over the top expensive yeah. kind of like how anthony walker was last year like he's yes. the solid player came in did his thing and so he just kind of has that andrew barry top feel to him yes to me. absolutely absolutely and i and, and honestly uh i like i like also the size for DJ six four, I I really I really like that because that addresses a little bit of my size that I'm seeing too as a concern, yeah. uh, and you know I that that gets me really pumped. And so if that that is a signing that they go with, that's an underrated signing. It probably won't be the biggest thing on NFL, it won't you know yeah. break Twitter, but it's something that like Amari Cooper signing would be. But mm-hmm. it definitely is something that I would really like to see. It's safe and. Um, it won't cause a lot of attention to the wide receiver room um, as a, as a big personality, you know? Cause yeah. Like yeah. And I feel like that would be your, I don't think he'd be your number one receiver. I think that you sign him. If you think if Jarvis Landry is going to be back and that you think that you're the guy at 13 is going to be your number one receiver next year. Um, so I think that's kind of the route. If you see DJ Chart coming to Cleveland, I think that's the route they go. For sure. For sure. Absolutely. And, you know, I think that's the conclusion of our episode today. Absolutely. Absolutely. Man, it's 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 a wild one. And mm-hmm. I'm sure we're going to be hitting up the, 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 the podcast again, hopefully later this week, to talk yeah. something else. Uh, something, help, something exciting comes. Uh, into play here for for Cleveland because uh, there's going to be some moves made after this. There's definitely going to be some moves made. Yeah, I mean, there's not like a lot of pressure on AB and Stefanski to make a move, but there's kind of some there. Like, you're just like, okay, all these teams are improving. We need to see something. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, yeah, I think that was, this has been a fun episode. We got to talk a lot about what's been going around the NFL and what's happened to the Browns lately so been some big news this week <laughs> absolutely absolutely and it's only going to get only going to get bigger too starting next week uh when free agency starts so mm-hmm. tampering starts on monday <laughs> tampering starts on monday yeah and uh well go browns go browns we love the brown, never will chill, never will lounge. We are the dogs, we are the hounds. Never the fierce, we blue, and we blue. So get on your feet, cause we are the brown.